as boys lines. As bold as lions. As bold as lions. As bold as lions. You're listening to the As Bold as Lions podcast. Welcome once again to the As Bold as Lions podcast. Uh, Before I get too far into today's episode, I just want to wish you an early, happy Thanksgiving. Um, Depending on when you listen to this, maybe after Thanksgiving, that's fine. Hope you either way have a good one, had a good one. Um, Maybe you get to enjoy the company of some family or friends, um, food, of course, um, perhaps some football, um, maybe not part of your tradition and that's cool. Um, probably going to be all of those in my home, of course, our family, and then lots to eat and football I'm sure will be on, uh, either on the TV or being played in the, in the front yard or backyard or wherever, um, with my kids. So we, um, kind of take all that in and it's a fun, a fun day, really, um, a special day, I think, for, for families is to get together and consider what we are thankful for. And all this month has been an opportunity to just talk about those things, um, in particular things I'm thankful for. Um, perhaps these are things that we are all, as we kind of look at our lives, we say, I'm, I'm, I'm thankful for that as well, as we consider what we we have, um, what's been entrusted to us, um, and as I look at just my relationship with the Lord, that is what I stand most grateful for, and that's really the emphasis today. I'm going to be talking about a lot here. Um, I'm not sure where, where this will time stamp out in the in the final. Um, time, you know, duration of this podcast, but this could be one of my longer ones because it's just a lot that um, I'm kind of just unloading here today. And this is about my testimony, um, about just finding Christ and um, uh, just the journey with him. And uh, we've, we've talked about family. And then the last time we talked about just purpose and meaning, being thankful for those things and really drawing from our identity in Christ, and then using that to shape our lives, discover what God's will is, and so forth. And this has been, as I've prepped these podcasts, these episodes, kind of scripted out things, it's been a lot of good discussion for me personally, um, just a needed time to pause and say, thank you, Lord, thank you, thank you for for all these things that you've given me. And so it's been a good experience, and and I hope it's been good for you as a listener to to just um, be encouraged in your own walk and and look at the things that you are thankful for as well. Um, taking a lot of time this month in particular just to reflect on those things and and move us into Thanksgiving with that mindset, kind of that all of that right in front of us as we we go into these days. Um, I'd feel remiss if I didn't end this subject and and move 
into Thanksgiving without talking about the one thing that I'm the most appreciative of, and that is being my own salvation, my own faith in Jesus Christ. Um, I've taken some time on this podcast. Uh, most recently, it was an episode we did a few few weeks back about some hymns. Um, one was called The Old Rugged Cross, and I just used that song as kind of a springboard to a, a more direct conversation about asking Jesus to be Lord over our lives. And what's cool that uh, what's happened with that episode, um, as I go back and am able to look at stats and, and download streams, shares, whatever, that episode has, has really performed pretty well. It's, it's, it's held up pretty well in the last few months. And that encourages me because I know what I put into that episode and what I talked about and that every time someone hears that podcast, they're given a chance to literally pray and ask Jesus Christ into their lives. That's that's right in there. And so I don't know how many have have done that, who's maybe responded to that invitation. Um, if you are out there and, and you say, yeah, you know, I, I heard that episode and I, and I did that. Like, I would love, I'd love to hear from you. But I'm genuinely pleased that God's just allowed those words to go out and be heard. And, you know, it's his message. It's it's his gospel. I'm just this conduit for him to work through a person with a microphone and a computer, just sitting in a room with a, a script in front of me and, and some things to share. But it's really him who takes it and, and multiplies it and, and blesses it and does anything with it. So I'm going to touch on the that invitation once again in this episode at the end um i want to be a good steward of of this platform and this opportunity and i feel like today is this one big huge softball pitch that if i don't take it um you know i'm going to miss the opportunity here once again to just lay that out and allow someone to hear that and take it so this gospel message this message that we talk about of salvation. What What is it about it? I want to take an episode where I share a bit of my story, unpack what this means to me, um, just kind of my journey, some ups and downs and things that I've I've been through. And even within the series that we're doing, this message is a little bit different than what I've I've shared already. But kind of prepping this out and I, I script out what I'm going to say and, and kind of just almost just have a script in front of me that I, I read from as we do the podcast. Um, as I was doing that, it just was kind of God giving me this green light to say, share your testimony, share your story and, and just put it out there. And so in response to that, I'm like, okay, God, well, I'm going to do that. Um, I'm praying you're just going to bless this once again and use it somehow for your glory. So a lot of this is going to be personal. A lot of this is just sharing what what I've kind of been through as I've I've taken that journey of faith and of, of trusting Jesus. So where do I begin with that? Um, I'm just going to jump right in and just kind of go over some of my background, some of my my backstory, I guess you say. Um, grew up in a Christian home. Both my parents raised. Um, in a Christian home as well and, and came to know the Lord. And um, my mom and my dad actually met while attending Bible school um, in Minneapolis, Minnesota. And so, you know, a lot of what they uh, 
uh, entered into as, as a married couple was, was already foundational within them. And they were already kind of on this path to, to follow the Lord and, and be used for him. So, um, growing up in that home, we, we learned about God, Jesus, Holy Spirit, all that, um, pretty much always attended church, Sunday school, you know, as a, a teenager, go to youth group, um, kind of do all the church things, all the, all the things that, that you kind of, I don't know, in the, I guess, eighties and nineties as a, as a kid, church, church kid doing all that stuff. Um, and somewhere in those childhood to adolescent years, I made a commitment to follow Jesus. And I, I can uh, sometimes get jealous of people's stories of faith because they have this exact date written down and it's in their Bible or, you know, it's in their brain. Like this was the day where I accepted Christ and I know it, you know, and know everything about it. Um, but I don't have that exactly. Um, I, I kind of have a, a general time frame and timeline when I, think it happened, but, um, grew up in the, in a part of Minnesota, um, kind of on the tip of Lake Superior town called Duluth. And, uh, one summer growing up, the church that we were attending had a, a football camp of some sort. And they actually had some Minnesota Vikings players that were at this camp working with, um, I guess it would have been like high school players or just kids in the area that were interested in football. Um, Christian guys, Christian Vikings players that were on the team. And I'm, I'm not any of those things. I'm not a football player. I'm not in high school yet. Um, but somehow the, they would have these camps. I don't know if it was like a two day, three day thing. And then at the end, you know, an opportunity to kind of a Bible study or a, a, a mini sermon or something where, um, I think the the players were involved and maybe other pastors or or whatever that, that kind of put this on. It's kind of a unique thing. And I can remember going to one of those. I, I, I didn't, like I said, I'm not a football player. I didn't really do any of the camp stuff, but somehow showed up at one of these things where it was kind of towards the end must've been just for the the study or something. Maybe it was trying to meet one of the players or whatever, kind of, kind of had that fanboy moment. Um, but the Bible study and the message at the end of it, there was um, the opportunity to accept Christ, to respond, to say the sinner's prayer. And I remember praying that prayer. Um, I don't know if I had prayed it before then at all. I don't know. Like I said, I don't know exactly when this happened. I'm guessing I was around 10, maybe a little bit younger than that. But I do believe it happened. Um I just have this this pretty strong recollection of of this moment, and maybe even telling my dad or somebody as as we're driving home from that, like, "Hey, I I um, accepted Jesus." And you know, since then, probably moments where I rededicated my life, different things like that. But I knew at that point that Jesus is in my heart; the Holy Spirit is is dwelling inside of me. So, at a fairly young age, making that that commitment to say, I want to, I want to follow Jesus. Um, fast forward into high school. I'm going to do a lot of just kind of fast forward. We're going to jump around here today. Um, but get into high school and then can remember attending a youth retreat of some sort with some friends. I had been on the swim team when I was in high school. And I think one of my friends had a, um, a church I was putting on this retreat on a weekend. And it was like a bunch of us from the team went to this, went on this thing. 
And I remember after a message, it felt like, man, I, I, I feel kind of this sense of, of guilt or just shame or whatever, where I need to ask Jesus back into my life or rededicate my life. You uh, probably heard that term. But there was something that happened that was important at this retreat where it was a conversation that kind of shifted my perspective on all this as I thought about my faith and, and just um, whether or not a person could lose their faith or lose, somehow lose their salvation. And my, my own heart, I think, was afraid. Did I really have Jesus in my heart? You know, if I made that profession at some point, did I would I ever do something that I could lose him or fall out of, um, fall out of faith, fall out of this, this grip that, that I was, that I, I came to know. And there was an adult worker of some sort that was at this retreat and, and they just reassured me, like, once you make that profession of faith and if it is, if it is true and that's really your heart, like that's a lifelong thing. In other words, that doesn't go away. That doesn't just somehow magically disappear when you sin, when you mess up, whatever. And that was just kind of this light bulb moment for me, especially in high school. And it's, it's stuck with me throughout my life. Like my fear of, of not having Jesus there was, was unfounded. He's always there and he's, he's never going to leave me. There wasn't some choice I could make or sin that I could commit that somehow would drive him away and, and make him leave. And I'm thankful that the light switch kind of came on at that point because it influenced how I looked at my faith from them forward. Um, wasn't just this, man, I got to go to the altar again because I've messed up. And, and sometimes we can get in those cycles. And I think it's good to, to step aside and say, you know, we can confess our sins and say, God, forgive me for that. But it doesn't mean you always have to come back and, and say, Jesus, come into my heart again, because I have I know I've I've lost you somehow. Like, and that's, I know, a big discussion and, and something you can almost spend a whole entire podcast on. But I want to reassure anybody out there who's who's maybe struggling with that. Like, have I messed up to the point where I've driven the Holy Spirit in my own salvation away that he's he's not with me anymore? And I want to reassure you that... Um, Really, there's there's no sin too big that he can't, um, you know, that he he doesn't cover. Um, again, big topic, but that was a reassuring moment for me to know that Jesus was still with me. Um, gonna keep fast forwarding here because if I don't, this is this will be three or more hours, and and I just don't have the time nor you probably to to listen to all that. But I'm finishing up high school again in that Duluth, Minnesota area. Um, and then I go away to college to figure out like, what do I want to do with my life? And I go to a school that's in Fargo, North Dakota. It's North Dakota State University. Go Bison. Um, and this was a pivotal move for me and my faith, obviously a pretty big, pretty big move in my life. Um, first time really away from home. You're more than four hours away. Not going to see my family every day. Um, anymore. It's, it's, you know, on weekends here and there, holidays, Christmas break, stuff like that. So it's going to be, it's going to be a lot different. And I think for any kid that's a Christian that goes then into that higher, higher education, that higher level of learning, and you're in a completely different environment, 
you have to then decide, is this faith thing really my own or this was, was this just something that my parents wanted me to do? And I had to make an effort to get plugged in. I had to make an effort to get to church, to be involved with other Christians. You know, it's easy to kind of just go a different path at that point. Um, not even saying get into the party scene or whatever, but it's easy to just kind of let that fire die and and not be drawn to keep that going. Um, would I keep reading my Bible? Would I keep praying? Is that Are those still things that are important to me? Um, would this faith still be something important? Would I make it my own? And I just have to say, thank God for the on-campus organizations that are out there, things like InterVarsity, Christian Fellowship, and um, Campus Crusade, Chi Alpha, Fellowship of Christian Athletes. There's there's several. They were just, they're instrumental. And I got involved in um, organization InterVarsity, got into a Bible study, met Christian friends, um, actually met uh the brother of of who would um, his sister would one day be my wife, and um, and met my wife then through through university, and I feel like that was God's most important reason for me attending NDSU and moving away from home. That that was why I went to Fargo because my wife would one day be there, and for the single guys and gals out there. Um, just be choosy. You may be waiting for that right one, and that's okay. Don't just take the first one that that walks through the door. Um, and at the same time, consider leaving what is familiar, what is perhaps comfortable, and moving out of your comfort zone. Um, that might be the place where God leads you to in order to find your spouse. Um, and in that process, find other Christians. Like if you're going away to college, get planted into a church, get planted into um, on-campus ministries, Bible studies. Um, those things are, are so key. So during this time, another kind of just big moment happened for me that, that meant a lot and still does mean a lot to my own personal journey. Um, and this was, this was an encounter with someone who had a ministry that um, really he was a, he was a prophet. Um, a prophetic ministry. And that may seem a little weird for, for someone out there, maybe wondering what this person does. Um, they, they, his ministry was really about, um, you know, going to churches, um, speaking about different things, definitely times and seasons uh, of what's going on, but also speaking over people, speaking words of knowledge and things that the Holy Spirit would really just give him that, you would realize like there's no way that this, this person would have this knowledge about me or about her or whoever, apart from the Holy Spirit giving him those words. And I believe it's still a, a, a word, a, a ministry that, that is for today. Um, I don't want to get into that whole, a whole lot either because that's, that's its own topic. Um, talking about supernatural gifts, um, speaking in tongues, prophetic things, words of knowledge, um, casting out demons, healings, all those things I personally believe are for today. Um, they can abuse, be abused, yes, but I think um, 
when used in the right context and, and through the leading of the Holy Spirit, they, they can be powerful. So basically, while I was in college attending NDSU, home for a summer back in Duluth, I had friends who were attending some services that this this man was at, a local church was putting on, um, different churches, I guess, were kind of together with it. And we'd go and there'd be worship and um, a message. Sometimes people would line up at the end and he'd kind of go down the line with, with words for, for people that wanted to receive them and, 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 uh, and be there. Um, and just, just speaking over their lives. But sometimes, you know, he'd be giving a message and then right in the message, he'd just stop and, and single somebody out and, and just have a word for them. And that was my experience. Um, just right in the middle of a service, you know, lots of people there. And he's like, hey, this is what the Lord is saying, um, wants me to tell you. And that that rocked me. Like that that was like, you know, why why God are you are you having him say this and why why are you impressing this on him? Um and his words were both cautionary yet visionary, saying, "You know, you're you're a marked man. You're you're important for the Lord. Um, your giftings are important, but you have to stay focused. You have to stay on this path. Don't don't stray. Don't get be misled. Um, you know, your your schooling is going to be taken care of. God's going to provide." Um, there's going to be some maturation seasons of your faith coming up, some, some deepening of your faith and um, almost putting some, some timelines on some things that were going to happen. And there was more, but, but that was kind of the bulk of it. Um, I put those words down kind of um, on a sticky note, um, as did my mom, you know, on a note card. She kind of heard about it secondhand later and just to have that, to kind of collect that, and I, and I still have it. And this became kind of a watershed moment for me, way, way before going down a path of ministry, way before getting married and having kids, knowing anything about what the future was going to hold. But what the future could be, what it would be if I stayed the course, if I kept on this path and, and kept trusting the Lord and it was really a way for him to speak to me and kind of get my attention. You know, later I'd find the resources would, would come for school, for finances, cars, provisions, things that, that I needed that were met. And a lot, a lot of things that I don't have the time to go into detail, but there are things that were God moments and God provisions that I can't attribute to anything else. And this encounter with this man, this, this prophetic word was something that shaped my life and, and still does shape my life, shapes my outlook. Um, and I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful that God would use this person to speak into my life and, and even be willing to tell me those things. So again, moving forward, faith would be, something that I needed to grow in order to handle what was coming down the pike, what was going to be next. And I got married, you know, getting that first job, moving away from home. This is around 2005, uh, 2000, 
too. Um, very much a self-centered, self-focused man in my mid-20s. You know, you get out of school, you've got your first job, you've, you get married, but you're, you're still thinking a lot about yourself and what goals, what dreams, what things you want to do. And I think God knew that. I think he knew that there's this refining process that I needed to undergo and it would take years and it, it's still happening in me. There's still a lot that he's working through and helping me to lay aside even what is good for what is better and what is great. And he's patient with us and I'm, I'm thankful for that as well. Um, we lived in Norfolk, Virginia for three years. I was with the Navy working as a pharmacist. I took this job right out of, out of college, even while I was in college to go into the military and, and commit to them for three years. And my wife was finishing up nursing school out there and it was just the two of us. There's no kids. We're just kind of in that really get to know you bonding years of marriage, which I think were foundational. They were, they were good for us. And they, um, they became foundational years to my faith as well. And God was preparing us for, for family, for ministry, for future steps of faith that we would need to take. Um, ones that I don't think we were ready for yet, but someday we would, we would need to be. And I'm thankful for my testimony. And as you listen to this, you may think like, how did this person on this path then come to be where he's at now? Like what happened? Um, I want to be quick to always just give the glory and the credit to the Lord. Um, he put me, he put within me a desire to, to minister, I think. And I think even at a younger age, it was there, but I didn't, I didn't respond to it or go any further with it. Um, and just a side note, like that's something that I want to try and help my own kids with to rationalize and figure out and, and say, if God's putting that on your heart, I can help you with that. If you sense some sort of burden or call to do something that's directly, uh, either it's in a church or it's going to seminary, it's whatever, you know, might not be any of those things. But I just know, like my grandpa was a pastor, uh, my grandpa Johnson, and I think somehow in my heart, like it's 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 in the blood, it's in the genes in a way that. I don't know what else I'm wired for. Like, I, I love the word. I love scripture. I love unpacking it. I love worship. I just didn't recognize a lot of these things back then when I was 18 years old that I do now about myself and just the, the things that I kind of naturally am drawn towards. So my wife and I, we get done in the Navy, move back from Virginia to Fargo, North Dakota, because for us, I think... That has felt like home. That kind of felt like when we're done with this time, we move back here because that's where we met each other. That's where a lot of life happened. Um, and yeah, that just kind of like, this is where we'll, we'll settle down and, and, and just be. But very, very quickly, um, I, I get into that new phase uh, of we, we just bought a house. We're going to, our first baby is on the way. And I think, I'm I'm honestly just kind of discouraged. I'm not I'm not really happy. Kind of struggling with just the the 9 to 5 that I'm in in this phase of life. Everything looks great on paper, you know, we're we're successful. We've got a house, we've got I've got a good job. Um babies on the way. There's 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 good things happening. But there's just this 
not real contentment. And again, feeling and sensing that there's, there's a burn that there's something more, there's something else. And, and what is that that I should be doing with my life? And going back to some of those, even those prophetic things, because man, that was a lot of stuff unloaded on me. And what did all that mean? So I, I take a step into where I think God's leading me. And I, I enroll in some Bible classes online, some Bible college courses, in, in what study? Well, I love music, I love worship, and I decide, hey, I, I want to be a worship pastor. I would love to just be full-time in ministry at a church somewhere leading worship, you know? And I'm like, is that is that possible? Like, is that a job that I could do? Uh, eventually, we moved from Fargo to a small town where the, the Bible co- college that I was taking on cl- online classes is at. It's We moved into that town to finish up, get, get my degree. And then again, move to a city that's within an hour of that Bible college where I, I go on staff and in part-time as a worship leader and kind of really just hitting the fast forward button now as we um, go through this. So I'm working in this church and I'm, I'm doing a lot of what I went to school for and, and, and wanted to be doing. And it's kind of like, is this it? Am I, am I doing what you want me to do, Lord? Um, I'm certainly thankful for the opportunity. I'm glad I could go back to school. Glad my wife could support us while I went to back to school. And we have two more kids during that time. Um, lots of more stories of, of God's grace and provision. But am I in your will? Am I doing what is purposed for me? And kind of like we touched on last time, just talking about that purpose and that meaning. And and are, are we where we think we need to be as we serve the Lord. And I think here's where our testimony and the journey that we take has to be just full of trust and dependence on the Lord. And I'll be honest, my trust was misplaced a lot of the time. My identity was misaligned in in who I am and, and what I was supposed to be doing. You know, is it what I do? Am I a pharmacist? Am I in ministry, am I a worship leader, a worship pastor? Am I a songwriter as I'm starting to to write more and do some of that? Am I am I just a dad or husband or provider? And not to say just those things, but because they're they're all important. But is that is that who I am? What am I called uh, to do? What am I before God? What do I do for Him? I want to live for Him in whatever I'm called to do. And that's the trust and that's the surrender. This, this, all that I'm telling you today, this is all part of my testimony. This is all my story. And once I surrender my life and give it over to him, I surrendered my plans as well and my will for what happens. I kind of, well, not kind of, I I have to lay aside my rights, so to speak, for the greater call and the greater good that he had for me. And it didn't matter if I spent time not always feeling like I love what I'm doing, because sometimes you you don't always love the work that you're doing. You don't always love the season of life that you're in. And passions are good, dreams and goals and, and desires are good, but um, you know those are God given and they're wired into us. But we have to couple that with what does God call me to do right now? in the day-to-day of life. 
So I worked seven years on staff, a local church, a town called Aberdeen, South Dakota. Shout out to anybody um, from that area who's who's maybe listening. I know um, we get some listeners there through this this podcast. Love that area. Still have a, a heart for all those folks back there. And I'm on staff just primarily in worship. My wife coming on board a couple of years into that that seven year period, and she's working part time doing children's ministry. Things are great. Church is growing, um, and and we're making it. We're we're towards the end of the that seven year period between my wife and I. We're we're full time, a little over full time in our positions, um, and I'm still part time a little bit in pharmacy, keeping both feet in those worlds. There's a lot of good things happening. Yet still a little of that unsettled, like, is this it? Is this what I'm supposed to be doing? Um, interestingly, in 2017, towards the end of that time, I start blogging, and it's kind of the birth of As Bold as Lions, what you're um, listening to here kind of began way back then as an idea um, that I had. And I start songwriting more, and I start looking past the idea that maybe ministry for me isn't just a nine to five job at a church, which, you know, spoiler alert, most vocational church jobs are way past nine to five. They're they're You can't even really put a, it's kind of like a 24 hour, seven day a week on call thing um, for a lot of minister uh, ministers and, and church staff. So please um, support those folks and, and be grateful for them this month as well and all throughout the year. A little plug there. Um, I'd been to Tennessee quite a few times between the years of, say, 2014 to 2016, gone through worship leading seminars, songwriting retreats, connected with different folks down here. Didn't initially put it together, but at some point, God lays this area on my heart, and it kind of happened for both my wife and I. I think sort of independently, but we, we both felt like God's... God's calling, there's something with that area and there's something he's impressing on us. Um, I released an album, Carry On, and that was in 2014. Much of that's almost autobiographical about my journey. I go back and listen to that song and I can remember very distinctly things that were going on in my life through this time, this kind of wrestling with what am I to do, God? What what am I doing? What's the What's this journey about? And I, I just, I wrote about it. I put it into songs. And um, one song in particular from that album is called You Are Good. A lot about what I've learned over this time. So fast forward into 2017 and the past five years. Um, yeah, it's a five years. We've, we've moved what I would consider home, at least at, at this point in life. Um, we live in Spring Hill, Tennessee. It's just a little south of Nashville. And I'm still figuring it out, but I think I have more peace and contentment now than I've ever had in my life. And God has just shown and revealed so much to me. Um, had the opportunity to do more music. I've, I've released a couple more albums since moving here and really conceptualized out, started dreaming about what As Bold As Lions could be. Even from back in 2017, just kept building that added the podcast in the last couple of years here, still doing the blogs, devotionals, and just ministering to fellow believers to encourage you and also just to reach out to those who don't know Christ, who don't have this relationship with him. 
And as I look back over 2022, um, perhaps one of the best years of ministry and doing this so far that God has allowed and, and just given to us and, and just shown his faithfulness. I'm, I'm, I think my, um, my heart to be so thankful and grateful and to tie that into November has been a lot about what, what he's shown me this year. And it's just kind of, it's just bubbling out and coming out because I'm just like, God, you know, you've been so good. You've taken care of us. You've, you've met our needs. Um, I stepped away from, from pharmacy for the first time in my life and stepped into more fully trusting God to provide and make a way for us in the unknown of, of what I consider a ministry that sort of functions outside of, but alongside of the church. If, um, if I can say that. And now at 45 years old, do I, do I have it all figured out? No, no way. And you could come back in, in 20 years and ask me at 65, and I'd probably still say the same thing. Like, I, I don't have it all figured out. But this I know. God is faithful. Um, and even uh, even starting to tear up as I, as I read through this, and it's it's like, man, I wrote this. I shouldn't be crying over what uh, what you've shown me, God. But um, sometimes it just hits you. I've left out a lot here. There's There's more I could put in. And I was afraid that I'd either go too long, which, which I am going long. Um, but also leave out a lot of key things. If I, if I kind of just really did the cut and dried version and I, I tried to hit both. Um, but I hope what I've said here has made sense. And I hope you understand, um, my journey that I'm thankful for this, that from my own testimony and coming to Christ, and everything that's taken place, it's that, that first moment um, that started all this, that saying yes to Jesus as a kid, like that's that was the door being opened to then saying, okay, this this is what what is ahead of you, and just trusting him, you know, through each day. Um, and I've shared a lot of things here that I've, I've never really shared before, even in my blog and all the years of doing that. Um, this is, this is some of the first time I've, I've really shared a lot of this, but I hope the the vulnerability here just leads someone else to say, you know what? I want to step out too. I want to trust more and I just want to be available and, and ready for what the Lord wants to do with my life. If you honestly pray that prayer before the Lord, honestly mean it. I, I'd, I'd caution you watch out because God will answer it and he will, he will rock your world with, with how he answers that prayer. Again, none of this is possible without Christ. None of it is possible without his free gift of salvation. And as we, as we go into a time of, of thankfulness and kind of transition towards the, the end and conclusion of all this, I want to ask you, are you thankful for the life that you have? Are you grateful for what Christ has done? In a moment, I want to give you an opportunity to pray that same prayer offered a few weeks ago in a previous podcast. But first of all, I want to just talk to Christians, those who have already taken that step, prayed that that sinner's prayer. You know, if you're thankful and you're grateful this year at Thanksgiving, praise God. It's amazing to be able to step back and look at all the Lord has, has done. And even through the bad or difficult things, just to be able to say, God, you are so good. Thank you. I love you. I trust you. 
But if you're struggling a little bit to say, yeah, I'm thankful. I don't know if I am right now. Consider why, why that is this year as you come into this time. Is it something family related? Is it job career related? Is it something tied into your purpose and your meaning? Do you just look at this world and, and think, wow, things are so bad right now. What, what really is there that's good in this life? And maybe you're just tired and weary and thankfulness is not really an easy thing to express right now. If you are struggling, I want to urge you to pray through that. And I want to urge you to read scripture and discover that first love that we talked about last time. Discover who God says he is and discover who you are in him. And please, I'd urge you to reach out to me if I can encourage you in some way. I've left um, a lot out of, of my own story here, but believe me when I say I understand some of those moments of disillusionment and pain and hurt and just feelings like, where are you, Lord? I, I, I get a lot of that. And I just encourage you to stay the course. He's not done with you. He's not finished with you. So for that person who says, I don't know this Jesus you speak of, can I introduce you to him? As I wrap up, one of my favorite verses is Jeremiah 29, 11. And although we have a tendency in modern Christianity to take these verses and kind of copy and paste them and and uh, a lot of times take things out of context, um, I believe this verse applies to those who trust in the Lord. And that starts with asking Jesus into your heart. The verse says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. And doesn't that sound good? A future and a hope? Plans he alone has for you, and ultimately good plans, but plans you will never know if you don't first say yes to him. How do we do that? I'm glad you asked. Last time I, I shared this prayer, I, I I just said this is from harvest.org and it's a ministry from uh, a man named Greg Laurie. He's a, who I consider a solid Bible teacher. He's a pastor in California and it's a simple prayer and I'm just going to pray it slowly so you can either repeat it after me or you can just kind of pray it in your, in your own mind as you're listening to this. But this is a prayer that just says, Jesus come into my life. This is the start. This is, this is that step of faith. That's the initial recognition that you make before him. Pray with me. Dear Lord Jesus, I know I am a sinner. I believe you died for my sins. Right now I turn from my sins and open the door of my heart and life. I confess you as my personal Lord and Savior. Thank you for saving me. Amen. It's that simple. But that, my friends, is what opens the door to him coming in, you saying yes to him. And really, I can look back to that um, initial decision and say everything that I shared with you 
spring forth because of that. Everything. If you pray that prayer for the first time, I'd love to hear from you. My email is info at DerekCharlesJohnson.com. I'd love to just encourage you, keep praying with you, maybe try to answer some questions you may have, maybe help you find a local church if you're not already in one. Find some others who can walk alongside you in this journey, people that are, are in your area where you live. Guys, I am thankful for so many things, but most of all, I'm thankful for the salvation that I have in Jesus Christ. His gift, uh, his free gift, something too irresistible for me. And I could not avoid it. I still can't. And it changed the course of my life. And at many points, I have to decide. And I still do. Do I trust his will or do I trust my own understanding? And I'm sharing this through through tears right now, but I hope you understand my heart. Uh, I'm a mess when I think about it. And it gets better time and time again to choose his ways. His ways are good. They're perfect. And we can trust him. Guys, happy Thanksgiving. So I want to say it one more time and thanks for listening in today. This was a long podcast episode. I think it'll be on record as my longest yet, but I knew to to share my story and to to share um just a bit of where my journey has taken me that that would take some time. Um and like I said, I could probably even double this to to really do it any justice, but let me encourage you to say that you do well to know your testimony well enough to share it with someone else. Just to, it doesn't have to be this, I know all these Bible verses and I know all these theological concepts and deep words. You don't need to know that. You just need to know the personal story of what he's done for you and how to share that with somebody else because there's power in that. And as always, we close with Ephesians 5, 15 through 17. Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. I love you guys. I pray God's blessing and provision and favor upon your life. We'll talk to you again soon. Hey guys, this is Derek Charles Johnson. You have been listening to the As Bold as Lions podcast. I am a blogger, a songwriter, an artist. And if you've been encouraged by this podcast, please go ahead and subscribe and share. And head over to DerekCharlesJohnson.com for more encouraging content. God bless.